0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Hey there. Welcome to Nick Pollock and Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today on the cast, a very good friend of mine inside the industry. It's Jeff Zimmerman. You might know him from Fangraphs and his book, The Process. Jeff, thank you so much for being here today.
2: Uh, thanks for having me, Nick. It's kind of nice to talk about um, baseball now that we got uh, just a nice little four-day break and everything.
1: Yeah, right. And four days, four days uh, as the Yankees got swept and the Phillies overtook the Padres. But no, we're not going to talk about baseball specifically in this cast. We're going to talk about Jeff Zimmerman, the person. And uh, I want to start at the very beginning with Jeff. And that is, of course, the audio discussion we had right before this podcast Has refused to get up into the mic. And (laughs) I'm just going to say right now, that was not me. That was Jeff uh and jeff's like my back i'm like i get it i get it jeff i understand i just i just want them to get the best version of you uh but no no i want to jeff tell us tell us where you're from and uh how you got started on this long journey
2: oh i am i was raised in a hodunk town small town in kansas graduated there and then i went off in the military and um lived Florida, New York, Hawaii, San Diego for a bit, then got oh, wow. out, um, went to college, um, and then moved to Tucson, what was to soon be my wife and lived there for, I don't know, probably about 10 years or so. Uh-huh. And that's when I kind of started um, getting baseball riding, had a couple kids. Um, we needed to move closer to our families. They were both kind of in bad health, so I end up we ended up um near Wichita right now. It wasn't like we were moving to Wichita; we were moving within like a five hour drive of them. So it's like, oh, if if something happened on the weekend, we could go see them versus having a twenty two hour drive or buying you know next day airline tickets or stuff like that.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, five hour drive sounds, you know, me in Brooklyn is the worst thing in the world. Like, what do you talk about? You're not close at all. That is, that is not, but I can, I can get it off in Wichita. That is, um, it's a different environment, of course, with that. And so, so you just kind of blew by like, I don't know, 25, 30 years in about <laughs> five sentences. And that's not fair. So, when you say that you were just jumping around all these five, six places, how old were you when you were doing that?
2: Um, It was from like 18 to 24 when I was in the Navy. So it was just wherever they, I started with training in Orlando, Florida, which was kind of a weird spot for that. And then Mm -hmm. I went to more training up in New York. And at that point I had to get, decide where I was going to go. And usually you kind of just had like a coast. It was, it didn't really, since we were just new, we didn't really have a choice that much, but I asked for West coast. And I knew if I went there, I would either be in Washington, San Diego, or Hawaii. So that was kind of my, I was like, I can live with that. That's better than like Northfolk or Charleston, or I can't even remember the place up in like from um, Connecticut, Groton, Connecticut. I was like, okay, I can have the choices of like San Diego. It was just the, the places to live in were a lot better. So that's why I went. Like oh,
1: those. wow. Okay. So if you're from those places that Jeff just mentioned, I'm so sorry. Um, his <laughs> opinions do not reflect the opinions of this show uh but so you chose san diego and i actually ended up in honolulu oh in hawaii
2: yeah i ended up in hawaii
1: oh amazing oh man what was that like
2: it was i actually really really liked it at the time it was a hundred dollars to go to either any island if you wanted to so you could go visit that um we were really the bases kind of dominated the island so we were kind of near everything we could Mm -hmm. um if we happened to go to watch the aloha bowl the stadium we were close enough we could just walk back if we had probably had a little if when we had too much to drink so i mean it was just it was just really nice just to kind of have everything there um so i really just i liked it it wasn't the only problem was is I probably could have stayed there a few more years and seen some more stuff, but you're just kind of running out of it without flying to the mainland to go see something else. Right? You're just yeah. kind of just there's just a limited amount to see there. Mm-hmm. And and what did you do for the navy? I was on um, submarines, attack submarines, ran Is nuclear reactors right? for them. Oh
1: wow! Oh man, okay. Do you, you must have at least one story of that time that i think everyone would like to hear oh my god I'm trying to... hmm you said six years yeah i'm trying to think which nothing ever interesting happened on it well i'm trying to think of who wanna get someone
2: else in trouble or myself in trouble or <laughs> you can, do, you can uh, do
1: fake names jeff
2: <laughs> or see and there's also times where we just i can't talk about what we were doing either um sure yeah The one thing, the one thing, it really didn't happen to us, but we had it was a replication for us was. Right before we left, one time they're like, "You guys have to go do all this gun training," and we're like, "Dude, okay. we're on a submarine. What's the big deal? Why do we have to have like grenade launchers and M60, like, right?" Training, yeah. and like, no, everyone's got we got to up our game, and we're like, "What the heck happened?" And I guess, the Straits of Hormuz. It's, it's near Indonesia. It's a really close one. And you had to like surface to go through it or else you'll run into stuff. It's a real busy one. If you kind of look down there at Thailand, it's just kind of bunched in. So I guess a submarine mm-hmm. was surfaced and it was going through there and like some pirates attacked it. And all no they had way. was like 45s and shotguns. And they're like, all right, load a torpedo tube. Like they're just going to take out this like oh, little no. like speedboat. And they turned around. They never saw it. Like they didn't launch it. But basically, I think the speedboat figured out what it was up against. So that's yeah, why they wanted to up the boy. Boy. They wanted to up their firepower on board to be able to handle like pirates and speedboats instead of blowing them up <laughs> with like a huge torpedo meant for you know aircraft carriers.
1: <laughs> I feel like I feel like pirates and speedboats is a good metaphor for the Pittsburgh Pirates relative to the rest of the league. They're in speedboats while the Astros are in an attack submarine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh my but it was just God. one of those things, like.
2: We just like we're different got the story like why like why is half the boat learning how to shoot grenade launchers, <laughs> but that was the reason why it's
1: it's just it uh, it's really so you don't screw it up when you just showcase your 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 force and like all right let's put this away so that you <laughs> yeah. don't actually fire it, you know right and that's what uh, that's how it had never come up until then, and they're just
2: mm-hmm. like, oh, training us a little bit better was then be better to explain why they want to torpedo at a speedboat, you know. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Oh man! All right, so so here you are. You you do this for six years. You threaten speedboats with torpedoes. <laughs> um, what a what a career that is! And I uh, so it gets to be um, it gets to be that time in your life, and you're saying, okay, I'm going to go off to Tucson, if I remember that correctly. Well, I actually uh, went to
2: college back in Kansas because that's oh, where okay. I got,
1: like in-state tuition. It was just cheaper. Sure. Yeah, so, uh, where'd you so go? Kansas State. Got there you that go. In like two years there. Wonderful. What did you study? Geography. Geography. You were a geography major. I was. Oh my. So like when you when you become a geography major, what is the career path typically? It's usually, like there's there
2: kind of was two. There was kind of like environmental monitoring type of stuff, like the guy that does, works like USGS, trying to measure like rivers or
1: oh, a lot of yeah. um
2: game warden type ones and stuff or there became this huge push at the time and the jobs were that's when like gis or mapping took over Mm -hmm. geographic information systems but the whole mapping the whole world was going on at the time and there's a lot of demand for that like the actual mapping bit was kind of doing it could have been like unskilled labor. Like you literally just like drawing lines along roads and stuff like that, sure, yeah. putting it together and doing an analysis with it. There was a big push cause they were just getting those maps together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, this was, you know, I remember people with the the balls on their backpacks for Google and everything as they walk along <laughs> trails, yeah, stuff just, like that.
2: So yeah, it was like a 10 year period where it was just like, we need all this and we want it now. I'm like, we got right, good satellite right. imagery and that's what they're getting.
1: Oh, interesting. So, so you, you were a geography major for two years, and I imagine. By the way, I think a lot of people hearing that will think that all you do is you just take tests on like, okay, where is Croatia, and you like, that's not. That's not what I imagine your schooling was.
2: That's not like why is Croatia there,
1: mm, or why is okay. this
2: here? Why
1: is? It's, so
2: it's I don't so know why t- I
1: thought of Croatia. It's just the first oh, one. That, that, I mean,
2: <laughs> that's just kind of a lot of what it is like and then there would be a lot of stuff on like a lot minor levels like why is um what did i have to do that one report on it was horrible oh why does beijing have two city centers and
1: oh oh weird okay yeah
2: so it was one of those deals like what and then i looked it up it's kind of like how new york city does where they have like the financial district and then they have, or at least Manhattan does, has like the financial district. And then they have like the Times Square area and then kind of stuff mm-hmm. in between. There's kind of like a government area and then kind of a business area and then a bunch of other things in between that and then there's a lot of people that have to like deal with both sides and, you know, kind of stuck in between or pick one and stuff like that.
1: Gotcha. Um, so, all right. So there you are, you, you graduate, you've got a geography major. Um and what what's your next step?
2: Well, my next step is I followed my girlfriend, seemed to be my wife to be my wife at the time. She got to graduate school in Tucson. I looked around there for jobs, and they're like, You can start in October, you're good to go, take some time off, start. That was um fine. We get down there and about I don't know. Two weeks later, September 11th happened, and like oh, no one yeah. was hiring. Yeah. So we were kind of stuck down there, like no one knew what was going on, and mm-hmm. I finally did get the job about on the first of the year. Like they like had all those big hiring freeze. No one knew what was going on. In the yeah. meantime, just to make ends meet, is I had this horrible time where I worked. Um. Just yeah cause it covered everything else as I worked for AOL on like their health department. Cause it was like, mm-hmm. they would they were hiring anyone at the time as quick as they could. Like, right. Well, yes, I mean, I, yeah.
1: I understand that a lot of just in the moments like, all right, I need something right now. What can we find? And AOL health department. All right, there you go. You got a job. Yeah. Good it was job. like,
2: Oh, pay, paid the bills. Yeah. And it right. just worked on for there, but it was like, Oh, I had a job. And now no one has a job and trying to find yeah. a job and like everyone's trying to find a job. And it was, it was interesting, but no, I stayed down there and um I kind of got in on the mapping side of um things for a few years working for a place working with the maps and then I went to a mining company that kind of made their own maps and tracked mining equipment in mines.
1: Oh, well, that's interesting. I mean, it's it's fascinating. So, I mean, so obviously there was, um, you must have some skill, of course, uh, with not necessarily calligraphy, but just, you know, writing and, and designing in that way.
2: Yeah, was a lot of database. I kind of learned how to force myself into learn SQL, which has kind of helped
0: like yeah, as absolutely.
2: I moved on See? with the baseball was just like, oh, some kind of basic database design.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one job, it was ba- definitely forced to use SQL. And then the other one we could use whatever we wanted to, like a lot of people used access and stuff like that. But I was like, I'll just, I know SQL. And I just kind of stayed with that. The hardest thing with the mapping or the mining company was it was such a small area and they needed better GPS than what Mm -hmm. the satellites put out. So we made our own and trying to like build your own GPS in a mine that they're taking dirt out and you're hoping everything (laughs) tries to stay the same.
1: So difficult. Oh my God. Uh,
2: It's like, and they're deep in this hole and you're trying to make sure everything works for like some guy
1: that's 500 feet down. And, oh my God, it was. Just, I mean, just even making my own GPS isn't something like, all right, it's a Saturday. What am I going to do today? I'll make my own GPS, you know? That is such a daunting task.
2: That's, there was another guy that did that. He was one of the smartest people I know. Like he even with it, None of us understood. He wrote his own little language because he was having problems with two languages talking between things Well, he's like, this will work this way. You just have to trust me. We're like,
1: okay. Oh man. I, yeah, I know those people. I, I was
2: like the newer guy there. So I always get stuck <laughs> on like, Hey, why don't you go climb that cliff there, and turn that, you know, three degrees this way and right, see if right. it works a little bit better and go spend two hours sitting inside to see if it does. And if not, go turn it two more degrees and uh, testing receivers was just not the funnest thing in the world. <laughs>
1: yeah it does not sound like a ball so uh <laughs> is that so so when you were doing that is that when you started to pick up uh fantasy baseball um no it
2: came a point we, ha- we had our daughter and my job required me to work at any time of the day but I could get that time off and then even some So if I had to go fix, go to the mine and fix that, and it took me like two days, I'd get like four days off, but I'd just be gone for two days. And it just wasn't. And my wife had a full-time job and it just wasn't working. So we decided between the two of us that mine was the worst, like the job that we, I needed to find a better job that we could kind of figure out a way to work on it. And at the same time, we were looking to move. So I was like, well, I like quit my job, started looking around, started looking to move. And whenever the kid was sleeping, that's when I started doing some fantasy baseball. Mm-hmm. And just... Um, so, so,
1: how, so how did you jump Actually, I
2: started that? more but, on uh, baseball, just know, more of start? like... I'd say more like the Bill James type of stuff instead of more mm-hmm. fantasy-related. Um, so so Bill James being all the... Yeah, studies. All,
1: the, all the sabermetric and all the, uh, the sabermetric stats and getting into that, but not necessarily the game of fantasy baseball just understanding how to you know manage baseball better
2: yeah i've wrote some horrible stuff it was so bad
1: <laughs> was we all write, write some me. terrible stuff jeff that, that's the process right what yeah. is development without failure
2: I, I remember i put i gave it to the hardball times and i was trying to remember studman david Steedman, was he the one that ran it he said it back and he's like what is this and i was just yeah, like oh, right. thanks <laughs> thanks a lot <laughs> and, um, so no, it was, it was a learning experience, like how to, it's like, I knew what I wanted to say. It was also trying to speak the language of baseball. Um, I don't think I knew it good enough to like compare to other, other stats or other, yeah, I guess more just like other stats to, that other people already know. I was kind of like, I think at the time, trying to like make up too much on my own.
1: Oh yeah, I know that feeling. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the fun though. It it makes you, I think like in the game right now, especially in the public space, not necessarily in the private, um, it does feel as if uh, you're given a machete and you're going through the jungle trying to find what you want, you know? Um, There is still a lot to decipher and to to phrase with or to to view the game which uh which is one of the best appeals to me one of the biggest appeals is just there's so many different ways and perspectives you can look at it
2: yeah and there's been more and more information too because i even started right before we started getting any pitch fx stuff
1: oh man so- yeah i don't know how i'd live without
2: that i oh god so
1: that's Oh, and it's
2: so bad at the beginning. Like, you should just be forced to write some stuff on the 2007 stuff where you listen to like <laughs> whole series of stuff. It's like yeah.
1: obviously wrong. Like, right. why is this
2: guy bouncing around? And it's like, oh, he's at his home park where it's like two miles an hour slower. And oh, it's so yeah. bad.
1: And, and and I will say, too, I, was, I remember discovering the pitch FX stuff. Like, I got from Eno. Eno will talk about it in his articles. And I said, like, where is this? Like, it wasn't easy to find, too. And I finally came across it, and it was just like, how is this not what everyone uses? This is, this is the most important thing to me, uh, and it blew my mind. because so it's like, oh, hey, let's just talk about, I don't know, it's like talking about a cake without understanding what's underneath the icing. You know, you can't, like, I can't assess this cake unless I know that it's blueberry inside of it, you know, um, which well, is, again, it- wonderful metaphor. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> i thought so too um but yeah so i mean so 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 what was your first real foray into i mean you said you sent something to hardball times um but after that what was your real like okay i'm going to start writing about this
2: um i think i started writing at beyond the box score mm-hmm. and i was kind That's of writing whatever i wanted it was yeah kind of stuff was all over the place i remember i had um, some injury um, stuff I wrote about and that kind of set things off a little bit. And I kind of went that route cause no one was doing it, but I also found like I wasn't getting a ton of like traction, um, mainly because I wasn't a doctor and I kind of felt like sometimes like I'm sort of like, it'd be nice to know that this was true or not. It'd be nice hmm. if someone like a doctor would just dive in and do it. But then I found out like no one really sometimes cares unless something goes wrong. <laughs> or if there's like a, an outbreak, like it's yeah, really, right. it's really like, okay, you have all this. And like, looking back, is it important? It's like, well, I know which ones are now and I've done enough studies. That's when I just kind of quit um, um really doing a, a lot of it with it. Um, I still get the yearly numbers, um, but it's kind of like, Oh, arm injuries are important with pitchers. Like that's the biggest thing. And like, yeah. Hitters, it can be about anything. It's just kind of like looking to see if they're healthy on their way back. You know, it's like, are well, they still don't have a lot of power. Probably something's wrong. And kind of yeah. looking at those historic numbers, you can just be like, oh, he's back early. Like, he's probably not right. You know, almost mm. all the time. It's like, yeah, he came back early. Everything should be good to go. No, probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, more times out of, you know, nine times out of 10, something's still an issue. If it's if he's one of the earliest people to ever come back from an injury. Sure. So, but no, went uh, with that for a while, and then. Uh-huh.
1: And where were you putting that stuff out?
2: Like I said, it uh, was just a main, Beyond
1: the Box Score only.
2: Yeah, probably at Beyond the Box Score, and then. I talked to David Appleman, and I started writing. On the main side at FanGraphs, once a week, I think it what it was. It was I had some requirement. I can't remember. It wasn't much because so I was still trying to. I was had the kids working with a job, um, had a part-time one at the time and still, it wasn't like dedicated then. Um, and, um, eventually he goes like, Hey, we need some help on the fantasy side. Do you want to do this instead? And he knows like, Hey, all it is, is what you're doing, but we care more about stolen bases. So, you know, so <laughs> I was like, I can handle this, you know, it's just like, go over there, do the same stuff, just, you know, have, have the importance. And that's kind of like when I started it with fantasy and it just um had kind of snowballed from there where it's like, okay, right. I can do that. I've written for a little bit at Baseball HQ. It's kind of nice seeing my name. I don't even know if the studies will still be in there. I still got a couple of them makes that. Oh, I, that big section of just kind of randomness that I that's great. But I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's like all their little, quirks, you know, clips they've had from over the years, uh-huh. and I've done some work with RotoWire too. Um, I've worked on the Lindy's Magazine over the years. Sometimes I've written previews for that, and um, the Fantasy Baseball Guide. I've written previews for that too, For Peter sure. Kreitzer.
1: So. Well, I want to. I want to go a little bit more into a lot of these, uh, and also, of course, your book, uh, The Process. But before we do, we have to take a quick break.
0: When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: And we're back. So, uh, Jeff, um, so you've written on all these different places over the years. Uh, What was your first article? Like What year? Just to get a good timeline of this. Ooh.
2: Ooh, I don't know. What?
1: Let me think. Just give me a second. You know, for me, for example, I didn't write anywhere until I started Pitcher Gifts. No, it's like
2: 2005, probably.
1: Okay. So you only
2: have done years Because I, I was looking to see when that's Pitch it. FX like, well, I remember it came out in 2007, and we got it, and it was just right before then. Uh-huh. So it had to have been somewhere around that time, like sometime before 2007. And okay. I know my son was born around 2004, so we're it, it was after him, so it was somewhere around there. 2004 okay, and 2007.
1: Right. Okay. Sometime then. Yeah. Um, sometime then. And, and what officially was, I mean, I, I guess like by beyond the box where they let you write there, but what was like the first like fist pump gig that you got that you're like, Oh man. All right. This is actually going to be something that I stick with for a long time. Who,
2: When I finally, there was, I think the two of them were, one was, do you remember um, Rob Nair had like a little segment on ESPN, like his little notes. Yeah. He had it like three times a week. Mm-hmm. I I got like linked to him once there. And that oh, was like nice. the first time, to- first time like, yes. <laughs> and, yeah. Right. Um, right. Cause that, that was always a big deal. Cause those were always read a lot and he would give like a little blurbs and stuff, you yeah. know, go into detail. So what on did what there. did you link to? It
1: was
2: some of the injury stuff I had done uh-huh. is, is what he linked to. And then. The other one was when um, David Appleman took me to part-time that actually ended up working really good for me with um, my kids just to try to get them places and everything that I could give him a few articles every week,
1: mm-hmm.
2: taking enough money to that wasn't just token amounts. And so it right. kind of worked as a nice part-time job
1: and I oh, could just kind go. of work
2: around my kids' schedules, which yeah. I didn't know was just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse Yeah, for what, what they decide to do and how much I need to run them around. So <laughs> it, it has helped this last year that my daughter can now drive anywhere. Oh, so there you go. She won't take her brother anywhere. That's like <laughs> like pulling teeth together. Like, can you just go take him so I don't have to? I'm like
1: You know, I don't remember. This is going to sound really weird. I don't remember much of Boy Meets World growing up. I didn't really watch it too often. There was one episode that I remember very distinctly. And it was when Corey was, got into trouble with his dad. And he was about to get his license. And his dad said, no, you're grounded. You don't get your license for two months. And it was this big deal. But then the mom came. Mom's pulled the dad aside and said, I have been waiting 16 years for someone else to drive and do these things. And how dare you take that away from me? (laughs) And I I think it stuck with me so much because, especially as a kid, I didn't really, it took me way too long, much longer than anybody else to really understand that my parents were humans, you know, as if like they had like, they're just me, but just in a different state of life um and where you know when it comes to me being raised it's not just me versus them it's we're all kind of just trying to exist pleasantly together you know I mean I'm not saying I realize this a 32 or something you know but um <laughs> but at that time it was like wait there's a dynamic here of like the mom needs it too and it's not just things happening to the son you know um and uh, that so yeah I understand your joy of having someone else that can drive in the household
2: and it's just like even nicer the night we needed something to go eat or to pick up, pick up the food. And I was just yeah. like, I don't want to get a jogging pants Like I want to just stay in my jogging pants and you know, <laughs> my, my lazy outfit. I don't want to put on like decent shoes. Can you just go run and get this for, you know, go, go get the pizza for us. and like, Right. Or um, it was actually
1: Mexican food. It wasn't pizza, but it was like, just go pick it up. We ordered it. Sure. And so, so uh, you're mentioning the, 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 the link in uh, Rob Nyer's um, notes. Um, I think I pronounced that right. I don't know. Actually, i never heard it. I've just it's just Rob Nyer, right? That's right. Nier. That's all I was
2: thinking. He he was he would do. I'm trying to remember. Oh,
1: so he did it like three times a I'm week. Sorry, Rob. I think I got it right. Um, but uh, but no, I, I I know that feeling of all of a sudden getting linked in something. Ben Lindbergh um, referenced a CSW in one. There was also uh, another. Um, the ringer article that had my Noah Syndergaard actually was 538 linked my Noah Syndergaard gift breakdown in 2000. Well, that must've been 15 or something that I did of him. And I could not believe it. It was like a year into it for me. And those little links, um, it's, it's really important. I tell, I, you know, I try and tell my writers as much as I can that, especially in our community, those links are great. We, it helps everybody, you know, there's some hesitation, like, Oh, you don't want to, necessarily bring people away from your article or something like that. There's this, there's often mentality that people enter with like it's a dog eat dog kind of scenario. I'm like, no, that is not the fantasy baseball community. Get that idea out of your head right now. Link to everybody. You know, it's so important. If you're a user, you want to see a site that also is like, hey, welcome to the community. Let us be the introduction. Let us be your guide, you know? Um, don't try and think like you're pulling some a reader, you know, the wool over their eyes that you're shielding them away from all the other options they have. They'll find all those anyway. And we want to help the other people in our community. They write so many good things. And if I'm writing about some player and someone else is also writing about them, maybe in a different way, absolutely put that in there. You know, everyone is happier for it. Um, And you never know whose day you'll make just by having that too. Uh, its It's really important to do that. Um, and yeah, you've, you've linked back to us, um, a couple of, I, I remember this every time I, I know I have my referral thing. Your referral. I see it, Jeff. And, uh, and it's incredibly touching every time my heart swells, you know? So, I uh, those little links, those, and you remember that first one the Rob night right? Yeah, uh, I mean, and, uh, they go a long way. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I'm probably more linking during the off season. It just seems like the in season is such a blur. It's so bad. Just like it's, trying, it's, it's like get the news. I, I don't.
1: I barely read other people's stuff in season. It is. It's, it is bad. I need to do it more. Like, but I'm just so immersed in my own. Like I got to get my thing out, and then I'm burnt out from it. You know.
2: Yeah. It's, and like now I'll get. Oh, I'm gonna go look at Zach Gallon. Who's written about about Zach Gallon? You oh, know.
1: Let me tell you about Zach Gallon, <laughs> Jeff.
0: <laughs>
2: So, exactly. So it's one of these deals where it's like, oh, now I can go. Now I have time. It's like in the season. It's like, is Zach Gallon 100% rostered? Yes. How many trading leagues am I in? Two. Like, all right. You know. Well, that, does the that's, that's a I really can...
1: interesting point, right? About about in season stuff is writing that kind of content. Is it where's the value in it um, for a fantasy purpose? Where it's a high rostered player. I. Uh, it's it's kind of fascinating. I mean, are, if you're talking to the baseball crowd, that's one thing, you know. But right. if you're talking to the fantasy baseball crowd, that's like, what's the point?
2: But then if someone has something on Jose Quintana, I'm like, I'm all in. Like, you know, he's sure. not right. rostered everywhere. What's the deal? You know, with the trade, what's all going on? What's the differences? Yeah. You know, you just dive in. Hope someone else has done the work for you. Like, you just wait a few hours mm-hmm. and like hope someone else publishes it first. And you're like, oh yeah, they found you know st louis has a better defense like i probably know it but actually look it up you know
1: right right uh you know on, on that topic very quickly uh you know writing at rotographs with you um I, I guess i did that for three years with you 2017 18 19 something like that um and uh there was once i think it was 2018 i finally had something i wanted to say about jordan zimmerman of all people who at that time was just like not good <laughs> yeah. um, but I was like oh this is kind of interesting he had two good starts and it was curveball usage was up and I think there's something to that and I want to showcase it so I wrote this I didn't think anything of it of like claiming Jordan Zimmerman that's like why would anyone do that so I had this piece written ready to go on Saturday and then someone else had a Jordan Zimmerman piece and I couldn't believe it I, I, I was in absolute shock I mean you're talking about someone else writing something about it it's like literally the day of, like, we both wrote when they claimed it. They did all the right things. I didn't. I just assumed no one would. Unfortunately, it was a little bit of a different take. So I was able to like kind of recraft mine and put it out two days later and put a link back. And be like, my first line was I know, two Jordan Zimmerman pieces in three days is the last thing you expected. <laughs> um, but there, there's interesting things, you know? And of course, he didn't do well the rest of the year. But I, uh, that happens all the time. We actually used to, we call it, we still call it this. We call it getting Sullivan here at Pitcher List. Oh my God. He's the worst, dude. He would do it all the time. <laughs> he was so quick. He would do two articles in a day. So mm-hmm. we had something we wanted to do and we would, you know, it take two, three days to get it out. And if Jeff Sullivan put out that piece about the same thing, we wouldn't put it out. We've had so many articles that we just never put out because Jeff Sullivan wrote that piece. And, oh, what a guy. One of my favorite writers ever. He's incredible. He,
2: it was nuts watching him work. Like it was just like, oh, I just finished this three thousand word article, and he was just sitting in the corner for like thirty minutes. Like, what, <laughs> what happened, dude? Like, wait a second, how did you even like format it? I mean, <laughs> that right. amount of time, go through, well, make sure everything's, you know, link all what, the pictures. What is your you process? Know, I know we're
1: we're going to talk about the process of a fantasy baseball soon, but I'm actually the process of you writing. It's different for everybody. Um, and let's say you're going to write something that you know is going to be, let's say, a thousand or two thousand words. Do you have a certain way that you go about that?
2: No, and I've gotten out of a t- couple things. One, everything I write right now is it's almost a lot of little blurbs. And I just kind of get to a thousand or 2000 words sure. where it's like mining the news. And I'll just,
1: yeah. Right. It's just, it just the news until it's the next full one is, or write a blurb on it and keep going. Yeah.
2: And then like the waiver wire report, you just write it up on the guy, blurb right. it on and keep going. So there, a lot of it's that way. It's kind of more my style. I've kind of Buster only used to do that. And I was like, that's, I like to read through his stuff where it's just get to the big point and move on. And, um, mm-hmm while a lot of people didn't like it, I've kind of gotten the point of fan graphs. I just kind of can do, that's what I want to do. So even with like, um, I look at like deeper dive into pictures or like lowly owned ones is, I just write till I'm done. And it's like, okay, I'm at this many words. Let's do the next one. See where right, I'm at. Right,
1: yeah.
2: And then keep going uh, that I, way. I guess
1: I guess with that, even with that, like even if it's like say 800 words or so, do you just go from the first paragraph, first sentence to the last sentence? Or is there... Do you yeah, that's just kind of predetermined.
2: I have an order like I won't say everything I look at, and maybe I should. Where it's like, oh, I looked at, I looked at a strikeout rate. Right? Okay, it's been the same for three years. I don't think anyone. That's not important. Like that's kind of. I guess mm-hmm. maybe I should say that, but it's like I kind of look for changes in him. What could change his value? And a lot of times, what would be different from his projections? Because a lot of times I'll just start with that whatever, like the steamer or an average projection would be. And it's like, does that look good? And like, a lot of times like, yeah, I don't see any reason to change it. You know, it's so he is, he's done it for three years, right. you know, and then you can start diving in why, but I mean that for me, it's like as a fantasy one, like, okay, I've got that. I know this is where he's at. I don't move on. Um, some of the longer articles I'll know they may take longer. Like I did like a look back at some of my teams mm-hmm. and one of them kind of got out of hand. But
1: what do you mean by that? If it
2: really gets out of hand, I might do a part one, part two. But oh, usually I, I just throw it all into one.
1: Yeah, throw um, it all into one. Uh, that's my mentality a lot. I don't I, I find that whenever you have a part one, part two, no one cares about part two. The one
2: other issue for a while was if you get paid per article, and a lot of times like each article is supposed to be a thousand words long. Some places were kind of a pain to be like, Oh, we're gonna pay you, you know, double for this longer one. It's like, dude, I wrote twice as much, you know.
0: Yeah. So that's right, why what went. Right.
2: To, there's some what, part ones and part twos out there on the hardball times for that reason.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. I, I I understand that. Um, yeah, we try to. I, uh, yeah, it depends. It, there's a whole process with us with that. Um, that those kind of decisions. Yeah, it, uh, it's we don't want to shortchange those... people that are doing like extensive ones versus someone that's doing a short one. But at the same time, I mean. For us, it's about look. Are you answering the question that is proposed? Um, and then there have been times when there just this article is just massively long and obtuse. And it's like, well, this isn't beneficial because as a writer, or sorry, as a reader, you're not going to engage um, all the way through to this. So sometimes it is part one, part two, but if it is part one, part two, I don't call it that. I'll normally say, well, then can you section off part of this and make it its own standalone piece? And then, can we do the second one as its own standalone as well? Right. It, it's, I think that's more important as a reader because if you see part two stuff, you feel it feels like an obligation as a reader that, oh, I just see part two now. Now I have to read part one first. And then only if I'm okay with part one will I go into part two. You know what I mean? Uh, just make them yeah. their standalone pieces whenever you can.
2: One of the hardest things I have problems with is how much do I know if the reader knowledge he has from this past year and how deep that is like, do I need to regurgitate everything they've done? You know, Mm. it's like how much regurgitation background do you put on each person? And usually, unless something, but you may go in through like an injury caused, you know, velocity decrease or something like that. Usually I'll throw in a simple like ERA whip and K per nine, or maybe innings pitched or something like that. But it's like, Unless it's something we need to talk about, that's always a tough one is like, how much do you regurgitate just history instead of kind of predicting sure. what's going to happen? Oh,
1: man, that, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, I'm actually getting a lot of, uh, I've been going through applications over the past weekend. Uh, and we we have sample articles for people to like, sample prompts for people to fill out. And the most popular one is just this player is better than you think, right? It's just a way for them to showcase a going deep piece, right? Um, and a fair amount of them uh, came back where about half of the article, if not even slightly more, was regurgitation. Um, when, when pretty much what you're saying of just like how good they were, you know, of, instead of real kind of diving into this versus that, or this is versus league average, they said they had this ERA, they did this, they had a strike rate of this, you know. Um, and when you're reading an article, The most important question I like to ask is, can I find this out just by looking at a player page quickly? If I could just see their overview table, is that the same as this article, right? And if you find yourself wanting to share that information, but obviously you should have more to say about it, whether it's, um, the fact that he's stealing in these situations or he increases pull percentage and look at what happened when he did that or on this date to that day or whatever it is you want to say. I uh, have a table. Just have If you can explain things in a table, just like this is what his season is. Great. Okay. We have that baseline. Now let's talk about the thing that we actually need to talk about, right? Um, yeah. Tables are your best friend for for any sort of analysis piece. Oh my, it does wonders. Maybe then just one sentence that says, so you can see he was really good at this, but he has a high strikeout rate. Don't repeat the table. Just say what you what the feeling is. Don't even mention stats after the table. Where all the stats go are in the table. Just then give me words, you know? It's, it's really important, I think, to do that. Uh, stats are not the... Uh, the furniture of your house—they are the walls. But no one goes into a an house and looks at the walls; they sit in the furniture. You know.
2: Yeah, and it's it's one of those deals where the one thing I think RotoWire is probably like the best one is kind of like I wish there was a better place that had like the history on a player, like when he went on the IL.
1: Yeah, like just, I want that so badly, Jeff. Can you give me all of the IL data you have, and then I can just put well, it on our and, but it's also
2: like if they were just like for a few days. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like oh, he yeah, was just, just like days of
1: like you're right, day to day with something that was ailing them.
2: Right, right. I mean, oh. I don't know how people do it without rotowire. It's like just go to the link they got it at the bottom. And you just start scrolling down until you get the little red tag that says you know knee, and then you're like, okay, what happened with the knee? And all right, I don't know how. People survive there, without it.
1: There have been but, all these things that we've been doing uh, and adding. And one that keeps getting pushed back is that injury transaction, essentially. Of like, okay, how long, or even when they were pushed to AAA for a week or two. I want to know that. You know, they were skipped a start because of something. I want to know that, right? So Ugh, you ever go again. to
2: the good old pro sports transactions? No.
1: I don't oh, know man. that. It's That's what, where I need to go, Jeff.
2: That's where you need to go. All right, you need to sure. talk to the guys. I actually um used some of their information once, and they were really pretty cool about it. It took them a while to acknowledge it. They like I didn't know people read this. I was like, like you guys are amazing, but they have like all kinds of um the transactions. You can just put in a name, just hope it ain't um, Luis Garcia, and then you yeah
1: right. right? Oh, that's that has that may create a lot of problems. Luis Ortiz, Luis Garcia, um, Luis Castillo. Uh, oh, that's right. He just came just up. There was
2: stuff. another one that just happened this year. I was yeah, like, Luis Cause let's put Luis Castillo?" Because I have some cross referencing yeah. stuff, and it was like, "Why is it showing Luis Castillo like the worst pitcher in the league?" And I
1: was like, "It's oh, all the Luis-es. Luises. It's all the Luises. They're all messing us up." <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, um, I I don't I I don't want to forget about this. So I really do want to talk about you creating this fantastic book with Tanner Bell, um, the process, and for everybody who's unfamiliar with it. Just tell everybody what it is and how that came to be.
2: Um, It's basically how we run our leagues. And I was talking to Tanner one time and he goes, you know what? I think it was last year after we went through it all, we read through it all, make sure it was all right. he's like, we really just do all of this. And it's like, this is just too much, but it's still like a ton. It's like 300 some pages. And we're just like, no, this is what we do. We just kind yeah. of, we've changed a few things. Like, we'll go through and add those in each year. Um, there's some stuff with auctions we've kind of changed a little bit more we've moved to. And, um, but otherwise it's just what we did. Um, I kind of had the idea for it. I wasn't in a bunch of leagues then. I was just kind of, I might've just been in tout wars and I really wasn't in the NFBC. So it was like maybe two leagues I had. So I kind of had a lot more time to kind of spend Mm -hmm. and, um, I um, asked if anyone wanted to, and he's like, I've had the same idea, and literally we just wrote it over the summer. It was kind of crazy, and um, it um, it's done pretty good for us. Like I said, it's just kind of just another money um, way to bring in some income at the time since I was writing only part-time then, and um, now I just use it to fund my leagues if I um, – There you go if I'm not doing good here last couple of years, I've been able to just uh, take the winnings and run them back in. And Tanner and I, hey, have, that's, that's even, even leagues we've yeah. done, we, one time we had a little bit of money we had left over. We went and put it in a second chance league, one it, and then one in another second chance league and one it. And it's like kind of snowballed from there. And now we get a weekend in Vegas and draft a couple of teams and looks out <laughs> kind of nice for that. We'll see if you that know, keeps up. Like I said, we, we get to do it again. We've done it two year one year in a row. So
1: there's a, there's always been this temptation of mine to find the cur- just the right partner for NFBC because the problem for me is I mean I, I when it comes to pitching I I feel very strongly of um if, you know you essentially said Nick these are the options this is uh, you know I'll draft with you I'll be like yep 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 this is this is that uh, and then in season every week I think I feel good about assessing week to week the future assessment and everything like that. But I hate Sundays for fantasy baseball. I cannot do the waiver process. I the, How much time it takes. For me, generally weekends are my off days. And I still need to even work. I need to do the SP Roundup. I need to do the streamers on Saturday and, and Sunday mornings already. So that's the time I separate myself. And the fact of adding that 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock on, on Sunday evenings, I can't do. So... So I need somebody that is really good at hitting enclosers and willing to take on the Sunday stuff um, says, all right, Nick sends me a, 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 a DM says, these are the guys available. How much, who should we be focused on? What is this? So I was thinking like X, Y, and Z. And I say, yes, no, whatever. <laughs> I need to find that partner, Jeff, somewhere <laughs> out there. There's someone to go have these on with this and we'll, we'll make a killing. Let me tell you. An absolute killing, Jeff. We'll take you down, you and Tanner. Easy. <laughs> oh, the uh, Sundays the day. worst. I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> exactly. I I don't want any of that. Um, but we should move to uh, Thursdays or even
2: just I've Mondays.
1: Kind of, have... days. Just do Mondays.
2: Uh, just do Mondays. Oh, Mondays are always a pain. <laughs> Mo- well, a lot of times there are days off, and then with kids, there's always something going on on Monday.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's very it's fair. Like but, but I don't want to... Like don't...
2: The off day.
1: I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm I sorry. I took us away a little bit. I want to go back into this. If you were to summarize the process the book in three sentences, um, what would it be? Of like Just like what the book takes you through.
2: Um, It would take you... F- really it would take you through how to evaluate players, not so much just like who's good. Like, why are they good? Mm -hmm. Um, Then how to take that information and correctly value them in the fantasy landscape, just trying to get the best deal. And then like probably the biggest thing and was some work that Tanner did groundbreaking on just, how you should run your team in season really focus on the week versus like the season or maybe that combination of the two. Yeah. Um, It's just like the difference between, I mean, you can even consider it if some guy's only going to play four games this week, he's in a platoon and someone else is going to play seven. If that's a full season, if one guy's getting 400 plate appearances another guys getting 700, you know, which one's going to have better stats at the end? It's just, even though, like, you know, Jock Peterson may end up hitting a home run during those, you know, four days he's playing. Overall, the counting stats from the guys have, playing all seven games is going to make a difference. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, sometimes it's kind of tough, like, oh, why should I bench this guy? But it's also like, just think of it on the season season basis. Like, oh, he's only playing two games in the first half of the week. Yeah, probably should sit him. You know, most of the times anyone's playing two games, they probably belong on your bench.
1: Right. Uh. So definitely uh, I'll, I'll, we'll include a link to the process inside of this, these podcasts. Definitely check it out. Um, Jeff and Tanner did a fantastic job with that. I remember the first time I ever met you. I don't know if you, you definitely don't remember this. I'd be shocked if you did. Do you remember where, you, where we first met Jeff? The only time I remember meeting when... you was at
2: the, the minor league park in Staten Island
1: yes you do remember oh man i'm touched this was 2000s i think 17 because you were throwing uh,
2: that was the only like you're the only person that could throw a baseball <laughs> that was that,
1: that was there
2: i think someone else tried yeah no i guess else. that's
1: true yeah i mean yeah tristan Cockroft and uh and and spore i threw to them um i think colette took yeah, some and, swings uh, colette yep yeah, that was really was, fun i mean i was it was terrible mechanics because I was trying to slow it down, but it's not my arms speed. I slowed down my legs, and it was just, it looked so bad on camera. I'm really embarrassed by it. I swear I have actual better mechanics than what you saw. <laughs> um, like I was striding so far and then holding up my arm, and what I should have done, because I just wanted all the power to not go in my arm, so I don't want it to be sore, but I should have just taken short strides and thrown, you know, um, like normal people throw BP. Um, but I, uh, that was super fun. I remember being amazed i mean i heard of jeff zimmerman you'd actually helped i reached that once i think about uh about injury stuff and you're like yeah sure here's the you gave me the whole spreadsheet i was like hey do you have like this is as... yeah here you go nick i was like what oh my god <laughs> here it is it's just all here you know that's when i was trying to get injury transactions into the, our player pages and stuff and just seeing what was out there And you're like yeah sure whatever go ahead <laughs> uh and i was just blown away by your kindness of it um of course it never came to fruition but I, I remember meeting him in person and you had your giant piece of cardboard oh, yes. that had your auction values on it. And I was just, I was in love with it. Like, this is exactly how I would do it. You know, I, I obviously I am not a, a arts and craftsman. And <laughs> I look at, um, you know, I look at that, the process of making that cardboard thing and go, absolutely not. But if I could choose to say like, how do I actually want to have it? I want a giant piece of cardboard. I don't want to go through 20 million tabs on my draft war room Excel spreadsheet. I want a giant thing in front of me that I take a highlighter and X out certain players as I go. Like that is so much better. And you made one. I thought was so, so cool. I, that was awesome. I loved it. Do you still do that? Please tell me you still do that.
2: Yeah. I cut it down a little bit. I had, at that time I had so much extra information where it's like I had home runs and stolen bases and average and it was like with the player but mm-hmm. the deal is it's just trying to get all that into like one sheet it's either like super it's small so yeah or huge and then
1: um it's like my flashcard so, for uh for uh, for you could take notes to a test I would make 5 point font on my flashcard double sided yeah
2: so yeah, I usually just have a column of just like catchers, middle infielders, corners, outfield is usually two. And then I like flip it over as like starters for however many we have to have and like closers. And so it's gotten smaller, but still it's, don't have the best site. I'm not, it's like, I know some people that just really make them real small so you can get it all in like one piece of paper. Or there's also right. a person that I know comes in with a stack of like 20 pages and has like mm-hmm. the player and the value. And I drafted against them once. And all of my picks were, I could tell how, what the orders were was to get that mm-hmm. person to go through the pages as much as possible. <laughs> like, it would, like if it was a closer, I'm like, we're going to catchers next.
1: And yeah right, so, right
2: so they're digging through the pages, put them back oh, and um it was just like you can tell like the person was I don't know if they knew I was doing that to them' like they had to deal with anyone that wasn't like wasn't like another closer like near mm-hmm. them you know in their pages, but oh, I was trying to get them to move go through as many pages as possible. We were definitely if it was a, a picture that we just did, we're going to a hitter or vice versa, and just really no,
1: just really funny that's a going through them all. And um, what? You no, know, I just um, wanted them
2: all on, just be able to see them all look at it and then kind of watch the room after that. Like don't spend what so was, much time. Do
1: you think you're the best auction get you've ever gotten? Like the one you're like, I still cannot believe I got this player at this dollar value.
2: The one that I, I won and helped me the most was Bellinger's rookie year because it was like it, a last it, it round up, reserve
1: it was also he came up in in april too right before the month ended
2: but it was like in the reserves the one i kind yeah. of enjoy which i still get like middle fingers from i don't know if we're not yeah. even allowed to say that it, here, those but, exist
1: um, yes also do ring fingers and pinky fingers ring, okay
2: <laughs> um <laughs> it was at this year's main of ev- um, main event draft uh-huh. and tanner and i the pitchers were flying off the board, just flying. So ADP no, was didn't out the window. Him. What? You didn't and so take... it was just one of these deals. It was like, we looked at him like, there's one pitcher we like left on the board. Let's just get him now. And then we'll figure out the rest of this. Cause it's just, uh, yeah. it's not going good. And it was Nestor Cortez.
1: Oh, and, look at you.
2: And Paul Sport goes freaking flying fingers up in the air. Our way. Oh just, uh, um, man. He was, he was like, I was going to take him. He was so mad.
1: No, that's cool. That's a good feeling.
2: But that was a bizarre one because I don't know how. This is just something with the NFBC with that room. Is I don't know if like we can put people we don't want to draft against. But it's really weird having like all three people from fangrafts on the same table (laughs) in the same league. Yeah, I understand it being random, but it's almost like you know.
1: Yeah, it's like TGFBI. We can't even like people, talk like about TV, our leagues, right? like what
2: we plan on doing, because it's against <laughs> people from this, you know.
1: Yeah, right. Against right, other right. people,
2: and there's money involved.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I got that completely. Um, so I, so I want to ask you one thing here. Um, we were kind of hinting at it in the ad break a little, I think. But I, what uh, you know, moving forward for you, Jeff, what are what are your dreams and aspirations? Why are you hoping? to achieve in 2023 and what are you hoping for yourself in five, 10 years inside this industry?
2: Um, 2023. Um, I kind of need to break stuff down. It was even during the draft season last year, a lot of stuff was wrong and Tanner and I do a lot of stuff together and we're like, this just isn't working. Even though we did okay in our leagues, we just, it was immediately before the season even started. We're like, our there's some stuff we got to get on the same page with, so that's okay. one thing I know I need to do. Mm-hmm. But in all fairness, I'm kind of done in about five years. Um, I, my kids by then will both be in college. I, st- I may be having to pay for that and working through that. Mm-hmm. But I'm planning on probably selling my place or moving someplace smaller and just travel. Like I said, that's oh, always man. been something I want to do and we'll see how it works out. It may be, I just do fantasy baseball in the summer and then travel in the winter, which, uh-huh. or maybe just take one time off where it's like, I can head North. Cause I don't know if I really want to go to like Canada in the winter. You know, it's like there's some areas would be nicer during the summer, you know, in the winter, right. but we go to Arizona then, you know, head the Southern States then. When it's, mm-hmm. But now I think like I said, I will probably still participate in some way, but um, as a full-time job, I had planned on it and I'm just, I'll be done but like I said I still I support my kids and whatever it takes for them to get yeah um, of course moving forward with life there like I said I might just have to keep things going to pay for their tuition i'll I'll be at home eating crackers and cheese and let them be paying whatever <laughs> tuition is at the time you know I'll be selling my kidneys off by then and stuff like that just to get them through college but um now it's I enjoy it. It's just, there's just some other things I want to do with life and it's a nice yeah. way to, um, you know, kind of pay the bills. The one regret I do have is I wish I could just watch more baseball, mm. especially like with my kids. I know more about this hit my son's U14 soccer league. You know, I've watched more matches, you know, full matches of those than I have, you know, baseball games this year. Yeah, Sure know if I've watched a full game that's kind of that's surprising the postseason I have I don't know about during uh-huh. the season cause it's always like oh I've watched this far and I'm like okay it's some relievers and I don't care about like what oh, else well, is that's on?
1: fair I, I mean I may have I mean I've been to a game or something but um as far as like on TV, yeah non-live
2: non-live <laughs> yeah I don't
1: know I don't know how much I do too it, it's I mean I've watched a ton but it's I watch the starters and I uh, you know watching it from from rope to rope I think given how much life moves quicker now than it used to, it's harder to just say I'm spending my seven o'clock to ten thirty or whatever it is just here and only watching this when you're at home is harder to do. Um, So that makes sense. I mean, the postseason games, I'm just like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm present for these. Um, But yeah, that's a that's a really good point. And one thing I meant to really ask too is like outside of you know writing about fantasy baseball, outside of um, your history as a geography major. Uh, what uh, what would you say is your biggest hobby? Um, you know, is it something musical? Is it you know watching certain movies? Uh, I don't know. What what would you say is your biggest hobby? Um,
2: I have I've had a ton, a lot of like any of my spare time is actually kind of getting work done, um, mm-hmm. going with my kids. Just even tonight, once we're done here, I guess I get an hour before I have to go run my kid to soccer practice for. There goes two and a half hours of my night. Um, I have just a weird love. It started with the geography of like collecting maps and stuff. I just wish I could Mm -hmm. spend more time doing that. If anyone sees some weird tweets of me with maps, it's like, oh, that's my total nerd zone. I know (laughs) no one else cares. Like no one, like I'm losing Twitter followers whenever I do it. It's like, this one's cool. It's like, who is this guy? Like just block him.
1: (laughs) Uh, no 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 like our like our cartographers and what they can do in the you know i think it's a wonderful thing uh it's another medium for people to have expression in a fun way
2: and they used to be a lot cooler when like they could add like there'd be dragons here like some of the older ones are really awesome. Oh, or, yeah <laughs> or, like you they didn't know where stuff was and uh-huh where everything was but like i said yeah like just now it's kind of bland, but there used to be some really great stuff from like right. 1700 earlier.
1: The you know, Seeing their the unknown of the past, right, is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I've, I have one that's mapped that's like older than the US. And like literally, they're just like, there's some big city. Like, that's what the, it's like large native metropolis or something like that is what's written. Mm-hmm. But it's just like randomly up in this area, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's it's cool. Like, it's like, well, that's probably all they know. It's like, well, we hit a big city up here, but we weren't exactly sure, you know, So, or even if they didn't, it's like some big rumor.
1: I always, right. Uh, that's fun. Um, and the last question I ask everybody, uh, what is your mantra, Jeff?
2: I just think like, don't assume you know it all. Just keep learning. Mm. Um, it's just so, like I said, once, I think once I, every time I've, gotten complacent on something that's when i've started to fall behind mm-hmm. and it's just like oh this is the right way to do it and it's like probably not like just kind of looking back to see what failed what if something is working i mean you don't need to break it down all the time but there's many times that it's, it's kind of obvious like something's wrong and you just or maybe it's not and you really have to kind of dive in um on what you were what 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 did or didn't work. So nope, that's yeah. one thing that I try to do. And not all of it. Like I said, I put public that I messed up this year, but also there's things that's like, Oh, I've, I corrected like two weeks into the season, you know, or something like that. Like right. it's, it's like, Oh, I need to change this now. This, what, what I was doing was wrong. Yeah. And I have to go at this a different way.
1: Oh man. I love that one how many times have I put a guy like 55 or something and then a week into the season go, what was I thinking? (laughs) How could that possibly be right? That that is so far from the truth. Um, and, uh, no, I I really do like that mantra. Uh, it's a great call. And Jeff, I got to say, thank you so much for taking this time over the hour mark longer than we normally do. So we did go a little bit long on this. Um, but I, but Jeff, one more time, remind everybody where you are and how they can find you.
2: Yeah. Um, for right now, I'm just um, writing at Fangraphs. Um, should be back on writing to at RotoWire here soon. Um, they're taking a break. I'm taking a break from there. And then um, the process will be out a little bit later this year. It's already kind of been planned. There's going to be a larger rewrite, and the Darden MLB rules have gotten us messed up a lot ah. of stuff that we need to yeah. try to figure out how to adjust with that. So I have just finished up writing how, how we think we should approach stolen bases and i've still got how to deal with the shift to do and how to deal with um balanced schedules and how to deal with a bunch of other stuff so um it'll be um just expect it a little bit later there we just don't see any way we can get it out on our normal time frame around like between thanksgiving and christmas so it'll probably be a post-christmas thing this year
1: sure and uh, when do we get the book on the process of the process
2: it's just a bunch of curse words,
1: <laughs> just, just constant, constant. Um, and and it's everyone Twitter thinks handle. like Tanner yeah. is like <laughs>
2: calm and collected, you should hit him around deadline. Oh my God. It's, or especially when like we send it off and we get like the first thing back and it was like, we wanted the color green and it's not, it's like purple. Like, like, oh, did I not tell them green? It's just like, yeah. it's, no, it's, it's like I said, oh, you I'm don't, so sorry. Like I said, Tanner puts up a good front, but man, when it comes to like getting that book out and dealing with the process, the whole process of that. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. It there is it is.
1: So I look forward to that one. That's that's you'll find that one out at first pitch Arizona, which we will be at next week. Cannot wait for that one. Um, the whole baseball HQ event is phenomenal. We're going to be on the same panel actually, uh, yes. which I can't wait for um, as I just defer to whatever Jeff says. Um, but that's going to do it. Lastly, Jeff, What is your Twitter handle? You didn't mention that one.
2: Oh, Jeff W Zimmerman. There you go. Yeah, throw my middle initial in. The other Jeffs Zimmermans were taken, or I don't. I am trying trying so
1: hard to get at Nick Pollock. It's 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 a challenge. Uh, but uh, but anyway, go follow Jeff at Jeff W Zimmerman on Twitter. But that's going to do for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and that was my friend Jeff Zimmerman.